You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at whopetspod.com. For another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast, Cheryl Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there that's all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you could like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week. Plus also as well Game Source and Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Plus, if you can go ahead and support the great guys at LakersBall.com. And oh boy, I monitored the game time conversation at LakersBall.com. And boy, what a conversation it was indeed. Plus, the great guys at Lakerholics.com. Please go ahead and check out the articles for Laker Tom and also Jamie Sweet. Please do so today and be part of the conversation there today at Lakerholics.com. If you can support all these great causes, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, the Lakers, good news. LeBron's knee, his soreness was not to the point where it allowed him a second time out of the lineup. So he was in the lineup tonight in a rather small lineup with him playing center in this rotation against a young and very hungry team in the Houston Rockets, who right now currently reside in last place in the Western Conference, the youngest or one of the youngest teams in the NBA. And, well, what can I say? It's just the team that's actually all, they're just, it's a learning process, especially with four number one draft picks. It's a learning process for them. Well, the learning process actually took a great step forward with the Lakers as far as how to go ahead and combat poor defenses because the Lakers, even though their offense really was very good for the most part for the entire game, they had got off to a great start and was able to go ahead and really execute well on the offensive end of the floor until the last couple minutes in regulation when the Lakers, unfortunately, once again, could not go ahead and execute well down the stretch. And the perplexing decision in a tie game with the last shot not going straight to the basket and instead trying a Carmelo Anthony three, that was perplexing enough, but it got even worse for the Lakers as in overtime, the Houston Rockets, too much youth and too much age for the Lakers as they just, just moved on by the Lakers in overtime, 139 to 130. 
I also want to mention that I will be reading your comments that I posted earlier this week on winning time. I was looking for some, so I got some. So we'll share your thoughts out there on winning time right here on the program. Plus, we'll also talk about the rumors of Phil Jackson. What's going on with that? There were some rumors flying around that he has been in contact with Jeannie Buss throughout the entire season. Plus, also as well, the continuing harassment and issues going on surrounding Russell Westbrook. His wife took center stage as far as the outburst, you know, against all the stuff that was going on with him and and all the uh, things that were said and done as far as his play is concerned. So we'll talk about Russell Westbrook and his issues. But tonight, he did show up and add his, actually, I'd say his second best game of the season, a game that I don't think that he should be too much at fault on the offensive end. Defensive end, well, that's still an issue indeed, but still, 30 points for Westbrook. 23 for LeBron, but a very poor shooting game for him. Nine of 26, a one of nine of three. Unfortunately, he did get a just a just bad shooting game, but he did get a triple double. 23 points, 12 assists, and 14 rebounds. Malik Monk chipped in 20. Austin Reeves chipped in with 17, and DJ Augustine had 16, and Carmelo Anthony 13, but not enough, especially on the defensive end where they were so short-handed and so small indeed. But here today to talk about the game again. Good guys. One guy who was there as part of the chat all game long at LakersBall.com. It is Ox1947. It is Joe Sorrow. And Joe, great to have you here, my friend. I saw your frustrations. I know you didn't post as much as you normally do, but I was monitoring the LakersBall.com and I noticed the trend started going from somewhat positive to all the way downhill. You see this right here? This is what happens when I'm angry. That's how you know I'm really angry. Even when if I'm not, you know, like this, it's still there. I don't know when it started, but it happened, I think, maybe about two or three years ago. Well, just to let everybody know, my hair was red at the start of the season. Uh, at least you have hair. Just be thankful you have <laughs> hair. Tom is laughing. I have him on mute, but he's laughing. <laughs> you have, at least you have hair. Just be thankful you have hair. For now. Yeah. That, Try me by the end of the season. We'll see yeah, what happens there. It's, it's not a I, – I didn't comment a lot. Uh, we discussed this before we got on the air. I didn't comment a lot because I don't I don't want to be the guy that's constantly negative. But I'm sorry. I just don't know what else to do. I really I'm, have never been this frustrated over a Laker team, even when they won 17 games. Well, LeBron looked tired, fatigued, and he, you know he's a guy who just had you know a couple of days off, and it, it, those are not good signs, man. I, 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 okay, okay, this is where we don't have enough time to talk about this, but I'm gonna try to keep the. A lot of people don't. I, I've been noticing no one knows what Cliff Notes are. This is a whole different generation, but when I was growing up, Cliff Notes were very popular. But anyway, oh, so yes. I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give you the Cliff Notes of this LeBron thing, a little bit. LeBron LeBron had a layup to win this game. Yes, he did. Why did he not take the layup? I want to know why. I want to know if anybody's going to ask him that when he gets to the press conference. Is anybody going to have enough, I don't know, guts to ask him that question and really ask him the question? Don't ask and then just kind of revert back to the wherever you go, you're gonna go, like why aren't you? T- ask him in a way where you're like, why are you not taking that layup? 
I hear this. I've heard this his entire career. His entire career. Those those LeBron lovers, they're always like, he makes the right play at the end of the game. And I saw a really cool graph about four or five months ago. It was the graph between, it was, it was again, I'm not trying to compare him to Jordan. This is just, it was an interesting graph. I had never Let's seen it. Let's not go into that. That'll be no, another podcast. But there was, a, there was, it's a, it's a good explanation of this whole thing. Yeah. Jordan, when he was going right, had Russell go that way. Pippen was open on the corner. LeBron would have passed the Pippen in that play and probably would have been playing a game seven after that. And what I mean, why I bring that up is LeBron is, he's won four championships. Mm-hmm. He's hit clutch shots. He's played in clutch games, which is what boggles my mind. Why are you not taking that layup? Why aren't you taking the last second shot? I don't understand what's going on here. It's a tie game. He was under the basket. All he had to do was get settled, turn around, and do this. Why? I don't understand. Somebody ask him. I'll ask him, but I don't have (laughs) access. I, I, I don't know what to do right now. Right now, it's like my hands are... I'm not arthritic, but they feel arthritic because there's so much tension in them. And watching them play, try to attempt to play defensive basketball is, has been an issue all, all all season. So it's at that at this point, I'm just I'm dealing with the little thing in my in my stomach, the little knot all game long. And I don't, I, I honestly, I was looking at the schedule while I was trying not to comment. There is a very good chance the Lakers will not win another game this month. And I'm happy about it. I want them out of the play-in. I don't want them out of everything. I don't Why they, don't, get, they don't even keep their pick, Joe? Uh, it doesn't matter. I don't want to watch this team play basketball anymore. I, I, they need to revamp this whole thing. I want it out. Whatever Phil Jackson's got, I, I'm, I'm sure Phil Jackson's there just to kind of point out basketball knowledge. I, obviously, he's not going to do anything executive-wise. He might I hope not input. because you saw that happen in New York. Yeah, but that was a bad. That was a. That was a. That was not a good hire. I mean, come on, Carmelo led the New York. That guy never liked Carmelo. Phil Jackson doesn't like anybody. Actually, he definitely doesn't like guys that play like Carmelo. Okay, if Phil Jackson took over this team, I actually wouldn't be too 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 sad about it because he'd unleash everybody out. And the other thing is, you have to understand, LeBron doesn't like Phil Jackson. I really doubt. That, that that would even be a thing anyways. So I think Jeannie's just trying to look for someone who actually knows what basketball is, how how a system is run, you know, how how you, you know, you know, spacing, you know, and, you know, play defense, you know, things like that. You know, you do that in basketball, right? You're yes. a professional, right? You know, do you have pride? Do you have fortitude to, 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 to show, hey, you got a bunch of kids who are looking at you and, and laughing at you and you're not even doing anything about it? Really? That's 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 who you are. Okay, well, and, you know, and, and I, I agree with you. He does want to get his buddy Mello involved. Uh, I mean, although Mello is one of the top ten scorers of all time, Mello is and the a old... great and a good, very good three point shooter. But it, it, I mean, the statistics bear out. When you're tied, you just need to take it inside. Go in, you go get the foul, or you make the layup. It's that simple. Tom. Go to Tom right now. I got to calm down on my mic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Uh, so you had watched The Tomorrow War before The Matrix? Yes. You forced me down. I was tied into a chair, and I had to watch one thing. I would say The Matrix Resurrections. Really? Funny. Yeah, because of all the cutscenes, I could remember what a good movie was like. (laughs) (laughs) Well played, sir. Well played. Yes, that's the only reason for the flashbacks, to remind you what a good Matrix movie was. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. But also oh boy, be- where do I where do I start, Joe? Um, well, hold on, let me give you the intro, but because there's a lot of people watching, it is Joe- once again a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today with his latest article at Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom at Laker Tom on Twitter. Go ahead, my friend. Like you said, where do you start? Indeed? Where do you start? Well, start with this. You know, Joe, you got to learn that sometimes in some seasons. You just got to accept what's going to happen because it's going to happen. And, uh, you know, I don't have any knots in my stomach about who's going to win the game. And I didn't have any tension down the stretch about whether the Lakers were going to win or not. I just like all these new viewers that are checking us out. I appreciate it. You know, it's, I I, I think you just have to be realistic. You know, I mean, I'm, there's nobody I know that considers me anything but overly optimistic. That's for (laughs) sure. You can you glass, can you can debate whether full. that's the correct adjective or not, but you know I first of all, there's no the such thing as half full. When it's half, I fill it up, then it's full. Yeah. So well, you know this, where I stand on that. On this well, show, the glass it's, half it's, full. It's the point half of view. It's the point okay. of view. So a couple of th- a couple of things that jump out at me. Um, one, I can understand why this whole thing about not winning another game because basically it you don't have to look at the schedule to know what kind of game the Lakers are going to play. If they're, they're going to play down to the competition and up to the competition, they're going to try to make it close because they've got talent and they've got LeBron, but the heart went out of the team when LeBron missed that shot right underneath the rim, just missed the shot. And that was a momentum killer. That's for sure. Didn't, didn't really go for the rebound and bam down a three, the other end of the court and you're up down five Oh already in the play. You know, it just happened. It just, the one thing that I, I do think I do agree with Joe about is that I know that we're well, you know, we're 20 years into the three point era, but it's still changing, man. I mean, you know, a double-digit lead today is 20 points. You know, anything less than that is not a double-digit lead anymore. So Joe's absolutely right about that. As to where the team goes from here, um, well, they're going Frank to Washington. Is a lame, Frank Frank Bogle is obviously a lame duck coach. But the truth is that there's as much blame, if not more, on Rob Palenka. Um just having made the Westbrook trade and as well as the other moves that sort of undermine this whole thing, getting rid of Caruso, not getting anything out of Schroeder, you know, uh, just the the time we spent with, with DJ DeAndre Jordan, you know, 
the time that we spent with Avery Bradley, the time that the lineups have been so screwy, you know? Yeah, be careful on the DJ because we actually now have a DJ that has actually yeah, I know, scored. I know. I, I he saw almost that. scored as many points today. We traded maybe... DJ for DJ. We cut DJ yeah, to get something DJ. like that. Yes. But, you know, the, the thing about it is that it all is going to come down to this summer because the Lakers will have – the Lakers will get one of those rare things that you get in professional sports, which is – as close to a mulligan as you can get. They're going to have a chance to get rid of Russell Westbrook. One way or another, they'll, they may even wave and stretch him, you know, if they have they to. They are not going to wave and stretch him. That was well, one way or another, they're going to get rid of Russell Westbrook. So they're going to have an opportunity. And I'm wondering what they're going to do. Will they go to try to get a third superstar and another cheap, cheap light roster filled with minimum players? Or will they go out and try to get three starters so that LeBron and AD could have a chance to win a championship? Let me tell you this, though. I think this was the second best game of the year for Russell Westbrook. Uh, I think this was a very good game for him under the circumstances. Uh, I think what he we're asking for. Well, he always plays well against the Rockets. I mean, outside of the Charlotte game where he scored 30 in the second half, right. I thought this was the second best overall performance. Defensive wise, it's still an issue because you saw he was still couldn't yeah, handle it on the. He also end. made two, 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 again, bu- just killer missed layups that oh, yeah. key I, I, I know. I, I, in the I fourth understand. quarter and in overtime. Yep. And it's just you know. I'm trying to give him some credit. I'm, I know yeah, he's had know. a hard week. Yeah. I know he's had a real. People are yeah. sending death threats. Three out of to ten. Him. Three out of ten plays. You know, I'm yelling, great pass. Which is uncalled for. Great layup, Russ. And the other seven plays, I'm just holding my head, and my wife is just laughing. <laughs> well, I, again, I there's no need to go ahead and get personal when it comes to Russell Westbrook or his family. No, so please, if, if people game. are doing that, he has noted that people are getting yeah, personal but... and, and sending him death threats and things of that nature. And that, that's uncalled for. That's over the line. Yes, he has played mostly lousy. Do you think Westbrook is, Westbrook is over the line? No. No, unfortunately, I think well, that's, you know, that's, not to his kids. To him, yeah, is fine. Yeah, not to his kids. But, but yes, let me, you know, I agree. I tell I agree, you, not to the kids. I tell not you, to I, his wife, I don't not feel to his the kids, same way because I've, and with me, it's more of a racial thing because I grew up as the only Chinese kid in in a midwestern community, and my name was made a lot of fun of all of the time. Thomas Wong, Tom Wong, and I've heard so many Wing Wong and and Chinese jokes that you know. I ended up basically becoming a very combative kid who was always fighting because I wouldn't take that stuff. But so I can understand someone getting upset because of your name. You know, that's all I'll say about that particular situation. Uh, I'm um, not and, and, and I also think anybody, you know, the average fan who's critical of Russ, even though they may scream about his game the way I'm screaming about his game, none of us risks any ill will on the guy. No. Oh my God, I rooted for this kid since he was at UCLA. He was always one of my favorite players. He's I was just one of the a bad fit. was in favor of trading for him. When they traded for him, I said, fine, I can jump aboard that bandwagon. Um, in retrospect, when you combine it with everything else, obviously it was a mistake. And we'll get a chance, we'll get a chance to see what they do the second time around. They're not going to wave and stretch him. Uh, stop that! I don't Laker think Nation they are. I don't think they are stop either. That Laker Nation I think that's talk. crazy. Stop that's it! Stupid. Stop it! Stop it! I want none of that yeah. Laker Nation but, stuff that's on there. But they, but they dog on well. At the worst, may just swap him with uh, with uh, John, John Wall John because Wall. that's probably you, you don't, better. You, 
you, you, I, I commented on this on Lakers ball. I wrote a post about it. You stretch Russell Westbrook this summer and you might as well just retire. There is a big difference between a team that has one of its stars constantly hurt and a aging LeBron who doesn't like to take the last shot. Now, if it was LeBron at 34 and AD was playing 70 games a year, you might consider it. But if I have to see Russell Westbrook's pay, I already was. We were That's 15 already, plus million a year for three years. That's t- what no, to what Tom no, was saying. we don't want it. That's a almost a well, max contract. No, there's, two, there's always two sides to the coin. Your job now is to make sure you get rid of him in some way where you make up for your your, your blunder. Now you're not going to just wimp out and then wait. And we have to look at 15 mil every year. And then if Rob gets fired next year, he doesn't give a crap. LeBron, if he leaves after next year, he doesn't give a crap. If AD demands a trade after next year, he doesn't give a crap. Well, but we're Laker there are, fans. There are there are other reasons. You know, things aren't always black and white because this is a great situation for the following reasons. Number one, LeBron James may be in favor of doing that. There are reasons why you would do that because what if LeBron says, you know, hey, you know, we've got to create room. We got to get rid of what Russ. So let's wave and stretch him, and I'll sign an extension. Then the second part of it is when you get that, if you if you if you wave and stretch him, all of a sudden you're now available to offer ten point two million dollars full MLE because you can be hard capped to get Monk to save him because otherwise there are going to be five or six teams offering him ten point two million versus the six point two million that we can offer him. So. And then every time, and and I hate this about the Lakers, but every time there's a situation where there's something financially that keeps them from spending money that they can justify doing from a strategic standpoint, this is one of those opportunities. Well, we hard capped because we we had to do the full MLE to save to save Monk. So, and you know, well, I'll just say what like- saved us about fifty million dollars in luxury taxes. You, you know what? I will just say this. Hey, Joe, I just want to say something right now. You know, Laker Tom is always serious because he always gets closer to the camera when he wants to make a point right here. <laughs> <laughs> I always know when Laker Tom is trying to make a point because he always gets closer. It's my favorite part. Yeah, I wouldn't wave and stretch him either. Because I wouldn't wave kinda, and stretch him either. Tom kind of does this. Do. It's kind of like, I don't know, I got a Popeye, I got a Popeye yeah. vibe from it. B. Garcia is back. It's really good. I Welcome really back. like it. Well, well let me address you. why LeBron. Well, let me address the other thing that Joe talked, which is a, a thing, which is LeBron not taking that shot. There is a difference between the mentality that LeBron James has and the way he plays basketball than Kobe Bryant and and Michael Jordan, and and part of it is those last two guys have a Mamba mentality that is not only do we want to win, but I want to take the winning shot. And LeBron just basically wants to win. And I think I think in retrospect, he was a little bit off balance there. Um, I thought his logical thing to do would have been to throw it up against the backboard and, you know, and grab it back and then get control of it. Take a, get the foul. But, get the foul. Well, he's, no, he was, guys, he, no, he, he, no. He was bushed. He was bushed. That's no, why he missed that no. layup. To start, the, to start overtime, that's why he missed that layup. My, he should have oh. dunked that ball at the start. And he should have driven in and had made a layup attempt rather than just 
screwing around the way he was doing it. There was no one around him. I can understand. He was off balance he when he turned the corner. To do it now. He can't, he can't he, blow by his guy. He did, though. He, he was there. All he had to do, and no one was around him. All he had to do was, he was under, get a he was hold under of the himself basket. and then just lay it up. He was under the basket. I, I think if you look at it again, Joe. He didn't even look at the hoop, Tom. He didn't look at the hoop. I was watching. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this easy for you guys. This well, has he was nothing tired, to do man. With, he was tired. No, no. This has nothing to do with Mamba mentality, Jordan, and any of that. You, I keep hearing these things, and it, 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 it boggles. Again, I'm not going to use the word boggle. It, it, it bothers me. It bothers me because they're lies. They're lies. They're made up. Uh, I'm going to go to this thing, and then I'm going to go to the play, right? Why do I keep hearing that LeBron is not a scorer? The guys average 27 points a game for 19 years. Oh, shoot first. LeBron is the fast first, first player. He's not the a guys, shoot first failure. He's the guy has won player. exactly the same amount of scoring titles as he's won assist titles. So, And he's averaged 27 points a game for 19 years. What do you mean he's not a scorer? And in this case, this has nothing to do with age. This has nothing to do with anything no, other than he age. makes bad decisions a lot. Too many times for a guy... That with that kind of, I guess, high IQ. I remember one time he went into this Sean McVay, Rain Man kind of. Oh, I knew this play from the the wing. He went to the wing. He went to the elbow. Oh, he really wanted to brag about how smart he was. Well, if he's so smart, why didn't he hit a layup there? He had a shot right there. No one was around him. He didn't even look at the rim. Because he's tired. His knee hurts him. He played a whole forty-eight minutes before then, and. And he's not a guy who's looking to be the hero of the game. And then he's you know what? Go retire, right man. Guy. I don't want to see. I don't want to talk about this anymore. This is stupid. Seriously, you know really? I will just really? say this. You know, for most of the past couple of years that Laker Tom has been on the show, I've been very worried. Even in our times when he and I got in some serious fights early on, when him and I were arguing, that I thought I was going to give him a heart attack. I now fear Joe will probably have the heart attack first with the way the Lakers season is going. <laughs> But once again, it is the Lakers. Well, it's not. It's look, guys. Here's my thing. I don't. Get, I don't get into arguments with people about stuff like this. Even as as abrasive as I am, I don't argue with colleagues. I don't argue with my friends, my family about stuff like this because I think it's counterproductive. What I what bothers me, and again, if you're a, an intelligent person, and I'm explaining it to you, more often than not, you're gonna you're gonna listen and understand because it's logic. Why? Why? Why am I hearing something that's not true? I keep hearing these things, and I'm looking at something, and it's not true. I'm looking at it. It's interpreting it, Joe. That's all. It's not interpretation. It's common sense. Common sense. When they say LeBron is not a scorer, he didn't look at the basket. He didn't look at the basket. He didn't look at it. Hold on. Hold on. Take a deep breath and listen. When when they say that LeBron is not a scorer, what they're really saying is that LeBron is a pass-first player. It's it's the difference between a pass-first and a shoot-first player. And every single person that I've ever played basketball with falls into one of those two categories. You play with them enough and you understand that this guy likes to shoot or this guy likes to pass. You know, it's just two kinds of players. And the other thing you add to it that I think affects the situation is LeBron's a high-risk player. He's willing to take that home run pass every time, even if even if one out of five of them is going to be a layup, uh, going to be a turnover, and he ends up with a lot of turnovers. And 
and I and the way he explained it when he was talking about Russell Westbrook's turnover problem, I think is the way that you have to look at it. That if it's an aggressive move to try to score a basket, that's the kind of turnover you want to make. The turnovers that are the careless mistake turnovers because you've got a bad angle or you you didn't you know you just didn't get to a the right spot to make that right pass. Those are the turnovers that you have to avoid. But the high risk turnovers that come from trying to score and trying to get a great play, you know, when you combine that type of personality with a pass first guy, yeah, there are going to be times when he's going to give up a shot for somebody else. But to characterize the move underneath the basket tonight to be something akin to Ben Simmons situation where he had a clear opportunity to dunk the ball. Ding, I don't. Think, I, I I know you associated a little bit with that, Joe, but I don't think you're that a genius, Tom. I don't think that that's a valid. By the way, I love your last name. By the way, that's a that's I a. I had a lot of fun with Tom Wong, not in a bad way either. Tom Wong is just there's so many there's so many things I could have created with that name, and it would have been yeah, all compliments. My best friend in high school was named was Don White, <laughs> so you can imagine how that all turned uh, out. Yes, uh, you've told me that one before, but. I wanted to go ahead and mention V Garcia says LeBron came into the league as a pass first player and it's news to Joe. Now he's, he's <laughs> laughing seriously. Tom is the man. Uh, he, he's just, he's checking out V Garcia was a longtime viewer who's coming back to us. He says, Tom is the man. Joe's just, you know, this guy, Joe's uh, he's having fun watching everyone. Like everyone knows. Thanks again so much for watching. We truly appreciate it. Once again, the Lakers did unfortunately lose in overtime, 139 to 130. The Lakers fall to 28 and 37. They are still ninth place in the Western Conference. Their next game is actually at home in a month filled with road games. Washington Wizards actually and KCP, Kyle Kuzma, they return home to Los Angeles to go ahead and face the Lakers on at 7:30 on Friday night. So just want to let everybody know right there for you. It is, again, Friday, 7.30, going to be on the Lakers station. So we'll see what happens there. But before we head on out, V. Garcia at it once again. Great to have you back. Also want to give a big shout-out to everybody at YouTube. Terrell, you've been awesome so far. On the, you know, Every time you chat on every one of our videos when you post it there. And Velasquez, thank you so much for watching as well. We truly appreciate your comments in the chat room as well. But before we head on out, guys, I wanted to go ahead and make a mention before we hear some final thoughts from you guys, as far as winning time, episode one, what we shared our thoughts in the last episode, what we thought of the series. We like it so far after one episode. I did want to mention that Michael Tenmi said he said he saw some of the critics have panned it. For so far, it's actually getting some really positive reviews. Right now, it's a 72 on Metacritic the last time critics. I checked. So, so I looked at the first episode with skepticism. But wow, this was not only very, very entertaining, but very interesting. Also something amazing, he discovered that for decades, he had only associated with one athlete in the 1971 Super Bowl. Chuck Howley was named the MVP, even though the Cowboys lost. Now he found out Jerry West was the MVP in that 1969 NBA championship, which the Lakers lost that series. So yes, he's the only NBA Finals MVP to be Finals MVP in a losing cause. He was, and that was the yeah. first year they, they they gave out MVPs for the finals. And Jason Clark was absolutely hilarious in that first episode. So please go ahead and check it out today, HBO and HBO Max. It should have been a third. There should have been a third. Should have been Thurman Thomas in Super Bowl 25, one with the losing Okay, team, okay, okay. Well, we could say that almost trying every to, year. I'm trying to brag about my memories of all that stuff. But 
yes, and yeah, that you do, that you do. But HBO and HBO Max, new episodes drop every Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. You want to hear the insight from the guy who wrote the book that this series is based off of, Jeff Perlman, and Showtime is his book. Please go and check out my interview with him last week I dropped. It's right there wherever you get your podcast, plus also as well on Facebook and YouTube at Lakers Fast Break. Had a great conversation with him. In fact, his name is getting dropped all the time when it concerns what uh, I think Adam McKay, he was on his own podcast, the Winning Time podcast, talking about him and uh, what he did with this book. So Elton Berrios said an awesome show. He can't wait for the next episode. But guys, the last thing I want to touch on before we head on out is the constant rumors of what's going on in Lakerland with the thought, latest rumors are, I guess, he shows up at the Crypto.com arena so, Laker Tom, I'll start with you first on this. Has Phil Jackson been consulting Jeannie Buss all season long? Well, we know for a fact that Phil is living in Los Angeles during the warm months. Yes. You know, or it's cold the out cold, there in Montana. Cold months, and he doesn't want to be in Montana, you know, in, in the middle of winter. So he's No, we don't need Dudley back, V. Garcia. No, we don't need Dudley. You know, I think it's nothing more than Jeannie. Jeannie, as everybody knows, has her inner circle. And basically those people, those are the people that she turns to. Many of us have friends that we've had, you know, LeBron James, for example, has taken his friends from childhood and has helped them with their particular careers, you know, whether it's Maverick Carter or Rich Paul, uh, you know, so all of us have our, I, I think our own little council, you know, sometimes it's, Sometimes it's your father, uh, sometimes it's your mother, mother maybe. Uh, sometimes sometimes it's, it's Linda and Kurt Rambis. Yeah, sometimes it's Linda. Sometimes it's a Rambi. Sometimes the it's problem is, Johnson, is that again. The problem is too that there's a certain reverence to Kobe Bryant, and which which Rob Palenka holds 100 percent of that control, and so you they're not going to move Rob out. I think what you may see is the is Joey and, and Jesse Buss, you know, moving up. They're both in their late 30s now. Um, they're doing a good job in player development and drafting. So I think that you'll see them move up into the into the organization. At some point in time, I could see one of them becoming the governor instead of Jeannie. They both obviously understand the game of basketball better Still than Jeannie does. Team. Still need to sell them. So. They're not going to sell it, and you know that's true, you know, I didn't say I, I, what I know and what I would like are two different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I spend my whole life saying all of the things I'd like rather than the things I have. And then you find out at some point in time, you're really old. And, and boy, you're really happy about those things you got now. You know, the person that loves you and the kids that you've got and so forth. So it'll all work out, you know, but the, the Lakers are going to be a family business. They're not going to be sold. And that's probably the best that you can hope for, for a change in the front office. Hopefully that that Rob's not stupid. He, he understands that he made a mistake. LeBron's not stupid. He understands that. Boy, I wish I hadn't, you know, had dinner with Russ that time. Um, and they'll they'll all learn from it and and understand that. Okay, let's get back on track and let's get this thing straightened out. And that's the best that we can hope for. The worst that we can hope for is that <laughs> Phil Jackson becomes a president of basketball operations and Kurt Rambis becomes the new head coach, replacing Frank Vogel. No more. No, I cannot deal with that anymore. What? what? Well, you had already said, Joe, that you thought that maybe Phil Jackson getting into that position would be a acceptable thing for you to say. Well, he, uh, he's yeah. not going to be an operations guy. He's too old. He can barely walk. 
No, the, the, this the Palenka's so he, likely going to stay. He, I think he could coach but, home games. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, there home there needs to be there Kurt needs could to go be, on the road. They need to do their homework <laughs> on their next coaching hire. Stop Laker hiring Tom trolling in the middle of the. Stop episode. hiring your favorite flavor of the month. Do your homework. Bring the right coach and make sure LeBron James respects him so we can actually start winning games again. We need to make sure of that. Otherwise, what are we doing here? And again, Frank Frank didn't forget how to coach yet, you know, all of a sudden. But they're not listening to him. That happens. It happens. They don't give a rat's behind what he says. You know how you know? They don't play any defense. Frank is a defensive coach. So we get the message now. We know what's going on. You're not listening to him. I don't want to hear about, well, you know, Monk doesn't really play defense or, uh, you know, uh, 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 LeBron needs to save himself. Okay, yeah, LeBron needs to save himself. Carmelo's not really a defensive stopper. But you know what? I've seen I've seen Melo try and play defense. You know, Reeves are trying to play defense. But everybody else, are they – again, do they know what spacing is? Do you know how to stop double-teaming when you don't need to? Like – these, you know, this is this is what's going on in my head all all game long. Like, what's am I being an armchair coach? Am I really doing that? I mean, I, I'd like to think I know this game. I've been playing it and I've been watching it for a long time. Uh, I know when there's effort being put in. I know, believe me, it's not that hard to see. And also, when it comes to decision making. I'm not going to buy the fact that somebody is eight in, in, in the twilight of their career and make a decision that I'm, I'm going, this is not a hard decision. This isn't, I can't get to the rim anymore, or I can't shoot. That's fine. You shoot, you miss, that's life. But when you have, it's right there. Just, is, is it that hard to think about that? Would I be angry? If it hadn't happened before, probably not. Because I've seen it happen more than once. This was just the worst one at the worst time. Because this likely would have been the last win. Anyways, we probably see this month. Maybe we win one more. Maybe. Maybe because it happens, right? Didn't the Rockets beat the Suns recently? So the, 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 the silver lining in this is the Lakers are going to likely be out of the tenth, out of the play-in probably by the end of next week. And then they're going to really be out the week after that. We can take a deep breath. We can let the season get shot in the head and in the chest so that we can go on with our lives and hope and pray. This is the optimistic part. Yay! Yay! Optimism. Yeah, let's be optimistic when things aren't good, you know, to make us feel better. Try and find the right leader, leader of these guys. And for the love of God, please figure out a way to get rid of Westbrook without having to see his salary for the next three years. Because I do look at that list at least four or five times a year. If I have to see Westbrook, I already was... I always try to block the dang one, and that's coming off this year. Yes. Last thing I need to see is $15 million 
plus. For the next three years, plus. No. We upgraded Deng. Look at it that way. Right. And, and that's, we're that's not we it was a good thing. They, we're right. not stupid enough it was to good. stretch Westbrook. It was good. Tom, you're right. It was good. But I still yeah, got to see Russ, it. Russ can probably get $10 million, so he might agree to a $10 million buyout, he, which would drop would it down be to ridiculous. $37 million, which okay. would only be like $9 million a year. Okay, Laker Tom, let me go ahead and just say this right now, because I've been thinking about Westbrook for a while as far as how he is right now as a player. If his name was not Russell Westbrook, let's say his name was Ronetto. Or... Did you say Russell Westbrook? No, I said Russell Westbrook. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, I don't call him Westbrook right now. I've only said it a few times on the air previously. I've called, but I've I called, have... him, I've called him Russell Westbrook before. Yes, so we, we both call him Westbrook before, but we're going to call keep it Westbrook. How about, about West Miss? But let's say, let's say he, he was, his name was Ronetto, who was a backup guard in the league, or some other guard backup guard in the league, Okay. Let's say you took a look at his statistics as far as his shooting percentage, his free throw percentage, his number of turnovers, and his defense, and he was out on the open market. This guy, if he was not named Russell Westbrook, would barely get a veteran's minimum. No, he'd get an MLE, $6 million. Again. Maybe, maybe a full MLE. Okay, so what does he bring for the most part outside of a game like today? where for he a team like the New York Knicks, he brings fans. Just say you just probably missed my wins. You missed my for a whole team point. that doesn't have anybody you any missed good. My whole point. I just said if his name was not Russell Westbrook. Oh. With his shooting, with his defense, with his well, you can't separate. You can't separate the name from the guy because why not? Like I, just like I said, even tonight. Tonight, I, tonight, I, I would say that seven out of ten plays that Russ made that I commented on while I'm sitting there watching the game with my wife. Were great play, Russ. Great drunk, Russ. Great pass, Russ. And then, then there are the idiotic turnovers and the missed layups and so forth. But normally, it's like three out of ten times. I'll even even in a bad game, three out of ten times, I'll I'll say great plays, man. How did you get to the rim to that, to make that play? The problem is, is that Russ is <laughs> Russ is the definition of for certain teams. And probably for any championship team that has a has a rotation and cannot tolerate sloppy defense and sloppy offense, for any team like that, Russ is the definition of addition by subtraction. What's sad is he didn't he win a defensive player of the year at UCLA. Yeah. I mean this guy. Yeah, you, you. No. So the mentality is there. He Why? was drafted because of his defense, not yes. because of his offense. Yes, and I actually thought he might be a Gary yeah. Payton type when he was coming out of college. Well, you know, and, and here's what's the sad part about it is that, and the reason why everybody seems to now term it impossible that Russ would come back next year, either he'd want to come back or the Lakers would want him to come back, and it's because he's been he hasn't been willing to do the, any of the things that the coaches or other players have wanted him to do. He seems to be, you know, fighting everything. You know, it doesn't want to change how he plays the game. Um, and, you know, it's just like refusing to work out with Phil Handy, who could definitely, you know, give him some really good pointers because Handy, what's so impressive about Handy is he shows the players exactly what to He's do. very handy, I know. I mean, it, it, it's it's one thing to have somebody say, hey, you've got to do this and you got to be over here and you got to be over here. But this is a guy who <laughs> takes you down and – will make you do the right thing. It'll show you exactly how to make that play, how to make that move work so that you can get a point on it. Um, and so Russ is just, 
Russ is not willing to make those sacrifices he said he would make at the dinner table. And that's that has changed the thinking of the Lakers so that they probably do look at the worst case of, of waving. If they couldn't get anything else, would they wave and stretch him? Hopefully, I don't think they'll get close to that because there's a lot of teams that would love to get rid of a whole bunch of contracts and take take Russ and give us $100 million worth of stuff. At least get some so, talent. At least get some. Yeah, at least we just got to make the right choices of which guys to take because you're not going to get Kawhi Leonard and Paul George that way, you know. But we don't need that. We got LeBron James and Anthony Davis. All we need is three good starters. Give me three good starters. You need a healthy AD on the floor, and that's something again. That's something again. I would. Yeah. Again, if you're if you're talking about stretching someone, you know, when they stretched Dang, they were able to get enough money in there to do what they needed to do to get a championship team. The the problem is, again, it's fifteen million plus for three years. That's debilitating. Yeah, but don't don't forget too that that buses would probably would not complain about being hard capped. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. I mean, I hate to say it, but it's true, Joe. Okay, look, we dealt with this before. This is not yeah. something new, okay? We, yeah. we let Corey they, go. Let's hope that they learn from it from the mistake with Caruso and that they're not going to do it again. It, it's hard to criticize you management. It. You know, I, I, I don't want, I don't know if you've noticed, I haven't really been on Rob and Jeannie. Okay. You can't do that. You know, you, I can't, you, well, you can do it, but it's not it, in a lot of ways. It's, they were geniuses one year. And then now they're, they're the worst people on the planet that follow you. That doesn't make any yeah. sense. Well, now you want them to sell the team and like really? No, like, you want them to you want them to make the right decision the next time, and it's two out of three, you know. And, and but this is this so is. we've had look, two out of look three. At, look at look at we've Mitch Kupchak. Made one out of three. Look at Mitch Kupchak. Mitch Kupchak, in my opinion, made the greatest Laker trade of all time. And, and I know they Power. traded for Kareem. I know they traded for Michael Thompson back in the eighties. Well, I, obviously Kareem is a better player than Powell, but for the circumstances, Bob McAdoo too. Bob McAdoo, but for the circumstances at that time and how quickly it changed everything, to me, that was the greatest trade. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Mitch is a genius there. He got Ariza the following year. He's doing all this. And he did the Chris Paul trade. And then, you know, what happened there? And then but he. The rest of the time, he, there, he, though. Then he signed Ding and. Well, Mozgat. so the point is, we're not perfect, you know. Didn't didn't Jerry West? So let's revert back to the to the show. Yeah, but it, Jerry it, West it, wanted Sidney Moncrief, right? He wanted Sidney Moncrief, and by the way, Gary Vitti confirmed that. I like the embellishment on the show; it makes me laugh. Yeah, but Jerry is. was more tortured, according to Gary Vitti. He wasn't loud and throwing stuff outside. He was just a depression of just dread. He, he was couldn't just, watch games. He, he couldn't even watch games. He'd have to sit up there in the stands and he yes. couldn't watch it, so he'd go to the dressing yeah. room. 
So again, Jerry, you know, Jerry West didn't didn't Jerry West draft uh, what was his name Jacobson back in the late nineties? Like we all, no one's perfect. No, no one's um, perfect. But I'll, let me just say this, Joe. Let me just finish this. We finish this on out. Is that when you're a GM, it, you know, obviously you can't get every pick, draft pick, trade, or free agent pickup the right. But when you're talking about a whole body of work, and yes. A lot of longstanding players or players that were there already in place were still there at the time the Lakers went ahead and won their championship. And he helped put, sprinkle in a couple little you know things that helped the Lakers get over the hump and get that world championship. But since then, it's all been on him as far as the decision-making, as far as what's gone on with the rest of the roster for the past two seasons. And you see what's happened. It's a One out a of game. three, isn't it, Gerald? One yeah. out of three. Yeah, but the problem is this is not this is not a three point shooting contest. This is an NBA basketball team, and you cannot go a batting average of three thirty three, which would be great in MLB, but not in NBA as far as choosing players on your roster. You have to hit more than you miss, and right now it's leaning more towards the miss ratio than the hit ratio for Rob's tenure. Plus, when it comes to Genie. When you're talking about this, you know, the Caruso thing really stands out, but there's other little things that have taken place over the past couple of years in under her auspices ever since she gained control of the team that have shown that the Lakers are only willing to spend so far and so much. And once they get, you know, once it nears that line, it stops right there. And that's sometimes, again, as we've seen in the past couple of seasons, has cost us dearly as far as building a championship roster. It's just that simple. It's a hindsight thing, uh, Gerald. Last year, the the Lakers could not could not. I saw this in September, Joe. I, you know, I've been telling people since on this show since September. Well, we saw it in September, but before September, when we made the transactions or not the transactions, there was a there, what we what, what what you have to focus on is what was going on last year, right? What happened last year is we were consistent just like we are we were consistent playing zero defense all what is this the 64th game last year again i watch all the games we were consistent i mean game in and game out not scoring in three and five minute spurts imagine in a in a in a 48 minute game you're not scoring a point for what one twelfth of the game right so they overcorrected they overcorrected and Caruso I mentioned left. that they overcorrected. That okay. there was no well, defense Gerald, he had, especially on the. You perimeter. should change. You should put. You should put another G in your name and put Gerald Genius Glassford. Then that would be awesome. Only Genius. I think I'll go get a name. Triple change. G, baby. You're Triple G. You're Triple G from now on. Well, okay. okay. The only thing I didn't know was Austin Reeves and his performance because, again, there, he showed no signs during the summer league. And Laker Tom and I discussed this before. Austin Reeves has been a, a great part of it. That's something that I think that I knew evaluated. he was good because because Rondo was saying stuff about. Well, I'm him. I'm here in Vegas and he didn't perform well in Vegas. It was yeah, but when Rondo was saying this guy's gonna do something, I was like, oh, if Rondo's saying that, yeah, well, they saw him. Whatever next, happened, next when he did, head coach, Rajon he Rondo. worked out. He worked hard on his game from the time summer league ended to camp. Whatever he did during that time really benefited his overall game. And when he went into camp, he was ready. That's how he got the deal done. That's how he got the one-year deal that opened everybody's eyes and said, oh, the Lakers must see something that we don't in regards to his talent. And that was something that Rob Palenka does get credit for is getting someone who looks like he's going to be a, a long-term NBA player. As long as he can go ahead and be consistent or, on his Or offense. was that Joey Buss? Well, again, we're, 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 
again, who I'm, knows? We're, who knows who pulled the trigger on that one? There's a lot of there's a lot of variables here. Again, where I think my issue, my anger this year is on this year on the players not taking any pride in what they're supposed to do. You can tell when they're not giving the effort, and they're not giving the effort on defense at all anywhere. They should not be this bad. This team should not be this bad. We'll have more have people coming back this year than we have in the last two years. You know, and and, and as, as far as looking at the the last decade of things, you know, the Lakers are have been very good at picking good players in the draft. They've picked all stars. I know they're not next level guys, but, but Randall All Star, Ingram All Star, Russell All Star, and they had really good role player picks like Nance, like Clarkson. I mean, you know, and Lonzo Ball is not a star, but he's a very good role player as well, even though he was a second pick. They they did a pretty good job when they stunk in at least acquiring talent, and they've had a lot of good players that they've picked in the second round, picked up in free agency. They, they You can't just, you know, sell the team. Oh, they had a bad season, sell the team. I, I don't That's the one thing I do not agree with. Well, because- again, it's something where if you have an issue with money, if you have a limit that you you're, you if you have a boundary where you can go, that's not what the Lakers fans want. That's not Look, what the Lakers Gerald, fans need. You see this, Gerald? You see this? I'm a Dodger fan. You know that, right? Okay. Yes. When Murdoch took over the Dodgers in 19 what was it 1996, he bought it from the O'Malley's. That from that time to Frank McCourt was. Yeah, don't give Frank me the, McCourt was a, a, Yeah. Yeah. I well, the point understand. is that you you think that oh, just getting some billionaire to come buy the team. But what happened? What happened when Magic Johnson and his entourage and his investment group and the investment and the guys yeah, the Guggenheims, yeah, yeah, the Guggenheims okay. actually, you know, the guys really with the, the big cash on it. You know, Magic mm-hmm. Johnson owned a part, and he still owns a part, I believe, of the Los Angeles Dodgers, but mm-hmm. mainly the Guggenheims. They came in with some serious money. They spend more. Who who is the top payroll in the league the past three four years? In the major leagues, in the major Dodgers. leagues, uh, the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers were second to someone else. I can't, uh, it's, it's not the Yankees anymore. Okay, well, there's a difference between how baseball is and basketball. Basketball has a cap; baseball doesn't. The other thing is, baseball is a little easier to manage. Basketball, you have to have the stars. If you don't have the stars, you don't win. So it's a completely different dynamic. I don't. I don't think you can compare the two. Golden State. Who spends more than Golden State right now? Nobody. They're paying for all the championships yeah, that they won. You're you're seeing it already. They're not. They're oh, They're good, but they're not Golden State of 2015. This time next year, and, and Phoenix is going to be one of the biggest spending teams in the league because they're going to have to try and go ahead and extend. Well, the, the, no, they're not. Because no, they're not. Sarver's not signing. Yeah, they will not be a championship level team this time next year if they don't extend. Well, well, they're, not, they're never going to win a championship. I didn't. I, I said championship level. I didn't say championship okay. team. I said championship well, level. If you don't win a championship, how they're going to have. They have level? to win it this year. There is because yeah, I agree with this you year. They're yeah. not going to get it. No, yeah. they're not because well, they're, but he's it, not that gonna... tells you if you do not spend the money, you will. You have a You're harder time. You're preaching to the choir, Gerald. We all agree. Wait, but Joe I doesn't. I spent it already. I spent. Joe doesn't. No, it, it's not that. Look, it's not though. Gold State. Spending money and talent, talent evaluation. If you're if you're not very good at both, it's a harder hill for you to climb. You don't make the most revenue the of hard. any team in the NBA, and you get outspent by four or five other teams. I, I don't. I, I'm, I'm pretty right sure, there. guys. Lakers I'm pretty sure if they were allowed to go get another forty million dollar player, 
that could help them win, they would have done it. There's a lot well, of things that cost them $120 million in luxury taxes. True, but then they would win a championship. And again, Dr. Buss's philosophy, and I know that Genie's probably... He never he never paid more than $10 million in luxury taxes. Well, that's different back then. Money was different when he was there. But the yeah, point was, no, he did say he would, spend, he, did, he would spend over that. He would pay luxury tax. Today, and, he would be spending money. Yeah. Again, it's... His, it, daughter, it, his daughter needs to understand that. I just don't think you need. I I don't think that they're to blame. I I, I look. We we always blame the institution. We always blame the higher ups. How about blaming the players for stinking once in a while? That's the whole team. I've said no, it. But it Did all you hear my the owner. last week about having. Why are you stinking if you're making forty four million dollars a year? See, that's how I'm looking at it. If I'm a, I'm a all business right, owner, right. I'm a business go. owner. Okay, <laughs> if I'm paying you forty four million dollars, how about play some defense? How about not make miss layups? How about that? I'm paying you right. $44 million. We're going to end this one now, though. I do will tell you what. Joe is going to have a heart attack. When's the next game, Gerald? Next game I don't is fight, I don't fight my colleagues, guys. I, I might sound loud, but I don't fight my colleagues. I don't care what. That's not how I roll. Well, I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> Come like on, Triple said, G. Show me what you got. Oh, my gosh. I'm uh, Maybe <laughs> on Friday. Maybe on Friday if they lose to Kyle Kuzma at home at the Crypto.com Arena against – the Los Angeles Lakers. That'll be a Friday, 7.30 p.m. Pacific time tip-off. It's going to be on Spectrum as the usual. But I will say that, again, the Lakers did unfortunately lose in overtime, 139 to 130. They're now 28 and 37 on the year. Still ninth place. They in the may West shut Bron, Bron down by then. He's got to uh, catch Carl. He's got to catch Carl. Not he's got to catch Carl. Stop. It's all about catching Carl. They're a game and a half up on New Orleans right now in the Western Conference. So I think they're going to make it. V Garcia, GGG versus Esperanza. <laughs> so funny indeed. V Garcia dropping the bombs on the chat. Dan Gilbert had no problem spending money in Cleveland when they were in the finals four years in a row. Again, it's it's all about dropping the cash. How much do you want to drop? It's, it's just that simple. Alex Caruso could have helped a lot with that defense. But again, we've said this before many times on the show. So we want to always hear your thoughts at Lakers Fast Break, at Laker Tom. Also as well, please be part of the conversation today at LakersBall.com, especially during game time for their game time chat that Ox1947, a.k.a. Joe Soros at. Plus also well, catch the latest article from Laker Tom at LakerHolics.com. Be part of the conversation there at LakerHolics.com. Jamie Sweet's Five Things articles and Laker Tom says this article is how moving Russell Westbrook to the bench could help the Lakers win games. You know, <laughs> He's got to have more games like this. Jesus couldn't fix this team if he came down. So just let it go. It's over. We're done. We're done in a month. Well, again, you got to get a guy that fit. I don't. I don't think Jesus shot well, and he definitely meant that wasn't a good rebounder. I think Jesus would go yeah. back up after coming down for a few minutes. No, I think it's over. No disrespect. No disrespect, but you know, get a guy who can shoot and play defense. I'll tell you what. Again, great comments by V Garcia. Also, as well, I want to make sure that Jubin Drogic. Thank you so much for your comment there also as well on the Facebook chat. And of course, also as well, had some great comments at the beginning by Anz Velasquez. So thank you so much to V Garcia again for the thumbs up. Elton Barrios for the thumbs up as well. We will be back Friday night after the game against the Washington Wizards. Still trying to track down Jamie Sweet and also as well, Sean Grice for an extra show where we talk the NBA We'd like to go ahead and just chat every now and then about what's going on in the NBA. and We'll talk about MVP balloting and things of that nature. So I know we want to get together to do that, but we'll wait and see. I know Jamie Sweet has got some trips in mind. So 
Hopefully he'll have some safe travels indeed. But once again, the Lakers do lose 139 to 130. Pooty. Yes, Pooty indeed, V. Garcia. Bring him back to Pooty indeed. But once again, the Lakers do fall 139 to 130. We'll be back on Friday after the Washington Wizards game. No need to go to that Lakers Nation stuff where they talk about stretching and waving and all that. My gosh. Did they really want the Lakers to win or what? And they're always positive about everything. Like, you yeah. Know. Yeah, well, I'm positive they want the Lakers to lose. Talk, I think. Talk, that's talk like they normal, want. man. Tom is positive because that's who he is. These guys are forcing themselves to talk all positive. Oh, it's just like watching the Sportsnet show. Hey, are the Lakers done or can they get out of this? Uh, what? Really? That's the question they're asking each other after 64 games? This team is dead. They're dead. I'm going to watch because I want to come on here and talk about it. That's it. Otherwise, I would have taken a vacation. And that you will, my friend. You'll talk about it indeed. But we'll be back on Friday night after the Washington Wizards game right here at the Lakers Basketball Podcast.